Cool cat and kittens. Once again, it's Get Valiant number 176. How is life? Because it's a big 176, Josh. Oh, man. The big 176. Crazy. Um, I don't know. I'm good. How's everybody doing, man? We're all good? I miss your guys' faces. It's like we don't see each other all that much anymore. And yeah, so, it's been a while. I know. Yeah. Fix their stupid publishing schedule and start working again. Like, we can get, get back to doing this more often. Yeah, it yeah. seems so simple. Just put out more comics. Come on, guys. Hey, everybody yeah. else is doing it. Just be like everybody else. Right? <laughs> I mean, yeah. Just, 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 just do it. I mean, come on. Yeah. Like MJ said, just do it, man. You know, I, I, uh, I think I right know. now is a good time to have it. Um, you know, did you see that they're putting out the uh, like the Valiant Masters on digital? Yeah. yeah. I was so excited for like five seconds. And then I was like, oh, it's digital. Like, who gives a shit? <laughs> but don't, oh, you used to have all the omnibuses, though, right? I used to have them all, yeah. And I, okay. But, I always just, but I'm one of those guys who's been bitching and moaning for many years about why Valiant doesn't do more with publishing their older material. You know, it seems like they've got a whole collection of stuff that they could be throwing out there. Right. So when I saw those at first, I was like, oh, man, they're, they're doing trade paperbacks of a year of these books like that's great man even if those are books that have already been put out because they have the omnibus i was like but it doesn't matter that's great nope digital right. <sighs> i have everything right so it doesn't matter but at the same time it's like <laughs> there's people out there who would buy this stuff i would love to just have the trades then have a bunch of books in my boxes so yeah it, it's interesting because not too long ago they did the uh the valiant the full master collection right the the usb thumb drive that has everything as far as masters um, and then they have that as far as the current run too. So on uh, BEI run. So yeah, it was kind of like, Ooh, there's another, there's more than one thing coming out and it was kind of out of nowhere. It seemed like it was a uh, pretty unannounced. So, yeah. But I mean, I, as much as I knock it, you know, like if there's people out there who, who like digital go for it, I, I, those books are great. Like if you yeah. buy those digital collections, I think people would really enjoy them, you know, especially like Archer and Armstrong is very like, underrated i would say oh absolutely absolutely so eric yeah. should... <laughs> eric should get them all digital man get in there and get that bloodshot original run yeah he's got he's got the original bloodshot i have like a lot of the old stuff it's just a matter of well you know there's no you... comics coming out now you have all the time in the world buddy <laughs> I got too much Transformers to play, man. Oh. <laughs> Transformers? Yeah. Hmm. Like the toys? No, it's a trading card. Well, yes, like the toys, but <laughs> there's a trading card game called Transformers, the trading card game, and oh, it okay. rules, and I play it all the time, and that is my life now. Is it like a digital card thing or like regular card, like live act, like live cards, like cards in your hand? No, it's like cards. Okay. That's pretty sweet. That's cool. That's cool. And uh, the other big news of the week was uh, the new Faith Midriff shirts that are coming out. <laughs> <laughs> Which we know Hoosier's going to be rocking. The sad thing yeah. is that okay, you would you like to think I'm not going to knock it. I didn't look at any of the Faith stuff, but I meant to. When I saw that they, they had partnered with somebody for like some apparel, and I looked at the Bloodshot stuff, and I 
and I got down to, I think, like, the second item or the third item. It was, like, the Bloodshot shirt with the logo and the blood spray. And I then, didn't see that one. And then my kid was doing something, and I was done looking at it. So I was like, oh, shit. I, I meant to look at it before we came on. But, yeah, there's one that's, like, a Bloodshot the logo. And then at the very bottom of the shirt, there's a blood spray coming up. Oh, that's kind of cool. Like your dick got shot. Oh, that's not cool. <laughs> Which will happen from time to time. <laughs> I mean, the keychain looks really cool. I thought the bloodshot keychain looked awesome. Yeah, and yeah, the Scott for posting that on the Get Valiant page. I think it looks awesome. Yeah, I, I did dig that. So that was pretty cool. Absolutely. Yeah, and, yeah the keychain looked cool, pretty cool. Um, and then uh, some uh, New York Comic Con news come out, came out recently. Oh, I did not pay too much attention to that. It's really hard when it's all digital and like you know online. Like it's hard to when it when the cons are really going and they're really happening, the news drops and it's huge, right? Right. When it's all online, it's really hard to make a Comic Con announcement more than just another digital comic announcement, which happens all the time, and it's it's hard to put the weight behind it, you know. Oh, I oh, absolutely. Completely. Yeah, it's hard to put it. Um, you know, I think the big thing that the reveal was having the uh, the creative team of the Harbinger announced. So. Okay, so my understanding of the Harbinger is that this is going to be Peter with a new crew around him, which I'm not sure how I feel about. It seems like it's a, a definitely a Pete-centric book, you know, and. Right. I mean, it has to be. I think it, if you're going to even tackle that, anything with Harbinger, you have to go heavy on Pete. Um, and honestly, I'm actually not against there being a little bit of a new crew just because I look at the what they've done with the characters in the last, like, three or four years. They haven't done very much. When, when Rayford's run happened, I feel like Valiant as a whole kind of dropped the ball on it. You know, not just from the written side, but just everyone. I mean, it just doesn't, the whole eight issue run and the zero issue, they don't make a whole lot of sense. So if this is a way of kind of giving Pete a new status quo to start from, I'm kind of okay with it as long as they don't change any of the, like, uh, history of the character. You know, like, if, if they want to just, like, write everybody, if they want to change everything off screen, I guess is what I'm saying. Right. Just explain it later. Explain it eventually. But I'm okay with it. We'll just see what the we'll just see what this looks like, you know. Yeah, there there is there's so much story to be told within Valiant. Um, I mean, even what four thousand and one tells us with Axe being heavy prevalent and um, you know around in that time with just his head kind of leading groups and everything. So I think there's a lot to be told around all of the Harbinger group. Um, I just feel like where it left, there was a lot to be desired. Um, closure to be had. Um, new villains announced in that issue in those last that uh, that last uh, set of eight. Um, there was nothing about them in the Harbinger Wars. Um, Harbinger Wars two had you know basically like they wanted to have their X Men plan there, um, and then just knowing where it goes with Book of Death, if that's planning on where they're continuing to go with that or not. It's it's a, a definitely new approach, and it's got a, a lot different look than uh, necessarily what we're used to seeing with uh, with this with this. Uh, I was gonna say Rob Rodriguez. It's definitely not Rob Rodriguez. It's Robbie Rodriguez 
so not too far off um, yeah, of his yeah, art. He's the, the guy who uh, created Spider Gwen. Oh, he's one of the co-creators of that. I think so. Okay. Um, and you know, I I only throw that out there. I think that um, I don't know a ton about the character outside of like in, into the Spider Verse, other than like that costume is such brilliant character design. Like I think that it the look is so perfect. And I hope that with and I'm saying that because I hope that Harbinger, obviously the Harbinger, I hope it introduces a lot of new characters. And I just hope we get some of that kind of cool character design, you know, just like something that's not just like a two-color jacket with a bird circling the world, you know. Like let's let's get some like banging shit out there. Yeah, I think it was my worry is when they were sending all the promotion art out, it was like spray painted walls, and then we see the logo, the new Harbinger logo, where it has like the line spray painted across, and then his jacket spray painted across. And I know there's the gas canisters, but it's like is he a new like spray painter? Is he you know graffiti artist now? Uh, what the heck's he doing? So it's, it's definitely a different approach. And then he's in his his new gear. I think I just loved that yellow hoodie from the original run or the 2012 run. That that just uh, that I think it was Doug Braithwaite art on there it was just phenomenal. So I don't know. I it's a it's a different approach and uh, interested to see where it's at. And and then that promotional art basically looks like that would be Chris Hathaway with the hair. So. But uh, it's supposedly Pete. I just want it to be connected to the wider Valiant universe and move the character forward. If we get those two things, but it's completely different in every other way, I'm gonna be. I'm still gonna be fine with it. You know, that's that's the big thing for me personally. Those are the two big things for me. I just want. You know, Bloodshot has done a good job of feeling connected and bringing in new characters while also feeling like the wider value universe does exist and is and it is connected um so i'm just hoping that the harbinger does the same thing yeah, yeah. and i think for me like i just hope that like we as fans i mean as much as we've all liked josh dice work i hope we can kind of just move past it you know and just mm -hmm. be like okay what's what's the next thing that you're going to give me with these characters you know because i'm not expecting every single person for the history of the, the rest of time to copy Josh's work and just be Josh. I right. someone else gets the chance to put their own spin on things, and that's good. You know, I mean, like I thought yeah. the first issue of Renegades was a great first issue, and then from there it went downhill. But I'm really hoping that whatever they do in the for in the future with this, it's just something that we can all kind of get behind at least give it like an honest chance. Oh, I mean, absolutely with you. Um, you know, I mean, kind of in that same question on that same piece, and this is for those in the chat too that are interested in this. How do you feel writers approached X-Men? That they wanted to compete with what Chris Claremont did or were they trying to do their own thing? It's <laughs> a good question. Well, yeah. right. X-Men to really I hope that anybody in there just they I, I think you can't try to be Claremont. No. But what is you just try to build off of it. You know, right. like you're okay, I'm Scott Lobdell and I'm just gonna try and not be Chris Claremont, but I have to tell the story. I have to move the story forward. I have to move, I have to put these characters that have, that went from A to B, I have to take them to C. I think everybody has to acknowledge what happened, but you can't try to be Claremont. You know, right. and and the, and the good thing about that is, is if, if everybody sat there and was like, oh, man, 
no one's ever going to be better than Chris Claremont, then you'd never get John. Grant. You'd never yeah. get Orson. You never get Joss Whedon. You don't get a whole bunch of things that right. are equally good. Rick Miranda, Uncanny. Him. Yep, all of it. Yep. Yeah, there's a ton of great X Men stuff if you get past Claremont. And yeah. I love. And I mean, look, I'm a old school fan. I really, I, I like a lot of Claremont stuff. And so mm-hmm. I'm a bit of a loyalist in that regard, but there's tons of good stuff. I just know that we're dealing with characters who've had like a couple years worth of appearances. And so I feel like when you don't have like, say 20 years of books that have been out, you don't have a couple hundred issues of Harbinger. Right. It's hard to be like, Oh man, like we don't know when we're going to get that next run. So you want it to be good. You want there to be a lot of quality behind it because if the book sucks, it's going to be trashed after a year. And then you're just like, well, shit, when are they going to do something again with them? We've got a long time without seeing these kids. So I just, I mean, I hope it's good. But, I mean, my whole point is just that, like, you know what? I mean, I hope these dudes, they do their own thing. And they're not just trying to, lip, like, copy the whole the blueprint that happened before. Make your own blueprint. I, I mean, and that's kind of my point of asking that question, right? Because you basically get the X-Men with Claremont. Then you got the new X-Men with Grant Morrison. Then you get Wolverine and the X-Men with Jason Aaron. Uh, the, the new mutants. You get, um, you know, Uncanny X-Men with Marinder. Um, Uncanny with Kieran Gillen. I mean, Brian Michael Bendez with the all-new X-Men. So it was like the X-Men core, the X-Men idea, and and then it kind of changed the team up here and there, right? And 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 I know we don't like comparing our comics, you know what I mean? But you know, truth be told, X Men and Harbinger are the closest to alike, um, you know. And it changed quite a bit when you look at that. So I, to me, I just see that as a kind of as a parallel and something to kind of hopefully want to base your comics off of what you want the Harbingers to be. I mean, you would love to, you know be completely compared to the X-Men as far as success in the comic industry. Yeah. Well, I mean, and hopefully that's the, I think the main thing too, is we want success. We want these things to last more than 12 issues. I want to hear like our, I want to hear writers be like, yeah, we have this plan for more than two years and actually be able to do that. Right. You know, cause I mean, I know like you and I, we had conversations with Seeley back, you know, back in the day at Emerald city when his bloodshot was just getting announced and, you know, it seemed like he had a lot of plans for that book. We're only going to get a year out of it, you know. And I, I don't know how much of that is to blame with the pandemic because he may have just had a bunch of other stuff that he really wanted to get to. He was going to try and fit this in. I don't know. Right. Well, soon after that, he became the editor-in-chief of Heavy Metal, so. Yeah. And he's, but he's also got books all over the place. You know, yeah. He's a, a really busy guy. And and I maybe never realized how busy he really was because when I when I – as I've been reading Bloodshot, I've been trying to look back at some of his other work. He's been everywhere doing a lot right. of work. Like he's a busy yeah. dude. Even yeah, before, yeah. Even before he metal. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. You know what I mean? But yeah, I, I think at the surface it was uh, just a couple things like Nightwing, right? And, uh, you know, and then maybe Hack Slash stuff and then Re- Revival, you know, but he's got quite a bit of other things happening. So I think it's pretty cool. So yeah. But, so, and I don't know much about these writers, um, Colin Kelly and Jack Lansing. Uh, they're credited with Star Trek Year 5 and Green Arrow. So um, they've been a writing team before. Um, 
and uh, they sounded pretty positive. It sounded like they're still going to respect what's happened before and try to do this re Redemption Pete story, which, like Eric said, let's move the story forward and hopefully get some of the bigger Valiant world involved. Yeah, and I think I want a new direction, right? Like, I mean, we've kind of been talking about, as much as we all love what Josh Dicer did with the characters, we don't necessarily want to just have um, – Josh, guys are redux, right? So, um, yeah, I'm really hoping that we get a nice new direction, something interesting, and, um, you know, new voices in the Valiant universe is always a good thing, and I look forward to seeing what they have to offer, you know? I'm not going to judge this before we get it. Um, the art looks like it's going to be really dynamic and um, vibrant, and that's, that's really cool, and hopefully... Um, you know, we the message that we've been getting is that this is going to kind of be an exploration of Pete's potential. And I think that there's a lot of possibility there. You know, that's a, a lot to play with. And, um, you know, Pete has, I mean, he's arguably the most powerful person in the Valley universe. So seeing him, you know, grow as a character is definitely an intriguing concept and something I'm going to be excited to read. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So that's where I'm at with it. I mean, it's really hard to know a lot of times from these like early interviews where the writers can't really say much and, you know, those kinds of things. Like, it's really hard to know what to expect. Like when we talked to Alejandro before Dr. Tomorrow came out, um, we had even read the first issue and it still was really hard to know what to expect from that book. And it ended up being in my personal opinion, probably one of the top five story arcs that Valiant has published since 2012. So, you know, I mean, we had no idea that that's what we were going to get. And we had that early access that a lot of other people didn't have. So if, if even having that early access and um, the ability to talk to the writer and, and, you know, get that inside look and read the issue early. If even that didn't tell us what the book was going to end up being, I don't think there's anything we are going to be able to glean from these interviews and, you know, other than hype, you know, I mean, and hype is great. And, you know, I want people to be hyped up for this book. I hope that new readers are, are interested in checking it out that have followed these writers before. And I'm really hoping that, um, you know, current Valiant fans can find something that they enjoy in this book. But with that being said, we would definitely happily take the books early if Gavin <laughs> is listening. <laughs> I totally understand because I feel like so many times early interviews are just like, we can't give a lot away, uh, but this book's going to be awesome. And you're just like, fucking tell us something, though, man. We've never heard that before when a book's launching. Yeah, haven't heard that ever, <laughs> except every time. Um, but, you know, I mean... And plus, it's hard now, too, because that book's probably not going to come out for a long time. Yeah, summer 2021, so yeah, if there's not another COVID for, shutdown. Man, we're still waiting for so many books that we were hyped up about, and uh, I just hope that's not... I just hope that this isn't going to be, like, a, a bad thing where it's like, yeah, we want you to be hyped up, and then it's like, when does this come out again? Like, nine months? I hope I remember. Right, because that's what happened last year with EXO, right? Remember, EXO was supposed to be, like, October... Uh, and then Rai kind of jump went ahead of that. Um, so that's what happened. And so it's like, you know, you don't want to be doing that to the fans on those mistakes because we, we do get our expectations built up. We get pumped up. And uh, it can kind of spoil 
spoil the fun sometimes, but uh, we understand life happens. Can't control a uh, pandemic, but that's true. Yeah. yeah. If only we could, right? Man, if only somebody with power could have uh, stepped up and fucking done something. Uh, that, that wasn't me. I swear. I think you were talking about something, and the power that is can be used was being used. <laughs> oh man! Big, so what, big what you're saying is that you really want to talk about politics right now? With great power comes a bad haircut. Of course not. Are you uh, talking smack on my haircut? <laughs> no, mine. Or lack of haircut, rather. Yep. Who's? Well. So any other news for you guys? Uh, um, that bloodshot keychain uh, looks. Cool. Oh, what was that? Yeah, I heard you say bloodshot, Eric. I heard you say bloodshot. So I just wanted to. <laughs> the bloodshot uh, keychain does look awesome. Um, the merch looks cool. Um, and I'm stoked about the Harbinger. I think that's going to be a cool book. I, I I really think there's a lot of potential there. So. Um, other than that, I don't know. I need a puzzle. Too much. I, I saw those. What was that, Josh? I said I saw the puzzles, and they look awesome. And oh, I they want, do. I want yeah. both. The, the puzzle, the puzzles do look awesome, and I know that there are definitely people out there who enjoy putting I, together puzzles. No, so. that's cool. But isn't that some of the art from 2012? I still, mean, I like puzzles. You just that some of that dynamic that's dynamic art that's still from you know 2012. That's fine. It doesn't bother me. Well, yeah. I think the same thing with those new those new shirts that they have out that they just showed the the new apparel. Yeah. You know, it's it's David Aja's artwork. The yeah. They show Bloodshot. It's old Luis Rosa. Like God, I mean, I I know like those shirts those those art are great, but you've been putting out new shit. It's too, it's 2020. You know, like. You don't have to go back to the well in the same image. Just you, there's been covers that look great, you know, since then. Even this year, we've had great art. Use it. It's just too. We we would love some more Raphael Grandpa though. So just saying. Ah, speak for yourself. I'm cool with what we've got. Hey, I'll tell you what, man. That that old um, Cano art. That's like the centerpiece of like Bloodshot, and there's all the characters of the Valiant Universe. That would have made a hell of a puzzle, man. Yeah, that's true too. Yeah, I think they picked good images for the puzzles, though. No, no, they're they're definitely good images. I'm just saying, no, you know, we've had a they lot did. in between, and and we're still going from the well. It's not a bad thing, though. But I'm in just five years, we're the same images. It's going to be God, really another one of that. That's kind of my point there. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I just it's not bad art by any means, and I'm fine with it. I think it looks great. But I'm just hoping that we get some more iconic images in the next few years that we could go to that well. Yeah, I mean, if they put out more puzzles, hopefully they pull from some more recent stuff. I mean, that'd be fine. I just don't think there's any... All I'm saying, and I'm not necessarily saying that we're disagreeing, I'm just saying I don't think that there's anything wrong with the images that they chose. That's all. Yep. But... I don't know. Maybe I'm just early. I don't know. <laughs> um. So, 
bloodshot, right? Huh? Huh? I think I pushed the button at the right time this time, Eric. <laughs> <laughs> I saw it coming. Um, yeah, bloodshot. Uh, what is this number nine? It's number nine, right? I we didn't. It didn't. Our review copy didn't come with the cover, so it's really the hard. Nine. The big nine. Um, so I remember when this arc uh, began, we were talking about how it seemed like, um, or maybe not right at the beginning of the arc, the second issue of the arc. So last issue, it seemed like it kind of jumped in continuity um, from the monsters getting released to Bloodshot suddenly working with uh, Black Box and uh, or Black Bar rather. Black Box is a movie, which people should watch, by the way. Um, but uh, with, to him suddenly working with Black Bar, and um, it felt like there was a jump there that didn't really get explained. And luckily, this issue explained it. So if you just read the story as a whole thing, it all kind of comes together and makes sense. Um, I thought that this issue did feel a little bit rushed. Um, and... You could tell that there were multiple artists doing the interiors on this book, but the art was solid all the way through. It's not like some of the pages were shit or anything like that. It was solid straight through. Um, and like I said, it did feel a little bit rushed, but other than that, I thought this was a solid book. I agree with that statement. Yeah. Great. I'm right. <laughs> I couldn't hear anything you said. My audio dropped completely. Oh, no, that's all. I, well, I, I do agree because that was, it was kind of jarring the last issue of where the heck, how did we get here? Um, did we miss something completely? And it does give us this kind of answer. Um, it was it was very told upon, and it was it was very weird to get to to see it even at the beginning of this issue. It wasn't until you get three quarters into this way that you hear that you know, bloodshot manifested in multiple locations, multiple bodies type of thing, using a body. And yeah, it was kind of a, it was a weird jump, but it made sense uh, after yeah. explained. Yeah. When I first read that in the book, me and Hoosier had a conversation about this prior to the episode. And I was just like, what the hell? Like, I mean, it's a cool issue, but I, I don't understand. And, you know, and then like, he was like, well, it explains it right here. And I was like, okay, I had this fucking, I'm stupid. And I didn't read it, I guess. But, uh, you know, one thing I want to say about this is it, there's two thoughts of, of mine I have with that. One, it's a cool use of his powers. And I like the fact that Tim Seeley has kind of done a lot of different things to to kind of showcase like what Bloodshot is capable of. Popping up in different bodies in different locations feels a little like overpowered to me. I know he got some help doing it, but I was just like, fuck, man, like this dude could do like anything. You know, and with what, what his body is and the way he works, he pretty much could do almost anything, you know. You could grow wings like a demon, you know, and uh you damn right you can. We've seen that happen too. But you and know, it was badass. It is one of the things though where at first I was like, this is a little bit OP. But at the same time though, I, I do like the fact that we're seeing different things done with bloodshot. It's just not him being a bullet shield. And just eating a bunch of damage and then getting his ass kicked until he kills someone later. And I like seeing these different things going on with the character. It just, it keeps things fresh. So even though like, it was kind of like, wow, he could do that now. At the same time, I was like, well, it's keeping things a little fresh. It's, it's something different, you know? 
Yeah, and it was definitely interesting seeing. I mean, I guess there was a little bit of resolve of Black Bar and the Burned here um, to kind of move the story forward. Um, interesting monsters in the beginning being destroyed. Um, the one I had questioned was that character Thomas, who's uh, trying to work with uh, uh, General Grail. Um, kind of, he had some cool wings and some cool powers, and he looked pretty damn cool. But you didn't get a whole lot of him either in this. Yeah. Yeah, I think a lot of people died at the beginning of this issue. <laughs> I, I think a bunch of giant monsters just show up on your set and you start killing everything, you know? Yeah. I did think it was weird, though, that they had this that Thomas guy and his colors and whatnot matched uh, Edelon's pretty, pretty closely. So you had to look closer each time to make sure it wasn't one or the same. Um, but I think that the colors of that was pretty interesting as far as character design with these two kind of mashing up a little bit. Yeah, I mean, they're soldiers of the Black Bar, so they all kind of look alike, right? Like, they all have pretty similar uniforms. Then I would say, as far as art's concerned, it was pretty good, but I felt like it was very, like, laid out pretty bland. Very straight bars, you know what I mean? Very blocky. I mean, which is, there's nothing wrong with that, but when you're seeing a lot of others that have uh, some pretty... Um, crazy panel layouts and whatnot. So it did seem like it was just kind of to a degree, a little rushed. It felt like a little bit. I get what you're saying, but that wasn't something that jumped out at me when I was reading, I guess. Like I, I thinking about it now and, and you mentioning that I get where you're coming from, but I didn't feel that way while I was reading it. Yeah. You know, while I was reading it, it felt like it flowed naturally and it didn't, it felt like the pages were set up correctly. Yeah, you know, there wasn't a point where I was like, "Oh, this layout doesn't make any sense," or "This is not serving the artwork." Um, I felt like it came together pretty well. I um, mean, it may be unfair because right now I'm back reading uh, four thousand one with Clayton Crane, and then I this book came in. I read this issue, then I went back to reading some more of that. So it might be just because of what it was set up next to, right? Reading reading that and then coming jumping over to this but yeah you know <coughs> yeah say though about this art wise i really like mark laming's uh rendition of bloodshot i actually think i thought his art was pretty good on this book um and i wish this whole arc would have just had him on it i know the last issue um i can't remember who the artist was on the issue before but i just I, that's not my only artistic takeaway from this though is that i like his art i just wish he would have done every issue of it because I know we have like one issue in the middle where he's he's not on it, but that was good. It was a good looking book. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that the art for this whole book, uh, this whole run so far, has been pretty pretty solid. Um, Brett Booth's art was amazing. I really like, um, like you said, Josh. I like how Mark Laming is drawing Bloodshot. Um, but yeah, I think that the new characters that we've gotten have been so well fleshed out. They don't feel like new characters to me anymore. You know, I mean, I know part of that is that with the pandemic happening, this story has been going on for a pretty long time now, but I don't feel like, I don't feel like these uh, black bar and the burned and all these things. I, they don't feel like they were just created and added to the bloodshine mythos. They feel like they've been around forever. Oh, and then speaking of these organizations that are in the Bloodshot Mythos, we have to talk about the end of this book. Absolutely. When, when Project Rising Spirit is back. I'm um, going to spoil you again. Okay. 
<laughs> Spoiler time. Um, yeah. Project Rising Spirit being back, that is like who knows what that means, how that's gonna play out. Um, you know, we already know that we're getting um Wiggins and KT coming up in the next arc, which is gonna be cool in and of itself. But having uh having PRS be back, I think that's really cool. Um, I, I think the idea that um Bloodshot's going to get to a chance to kind of go back to its roots and um, maybe set some things right. Yeah, that's a really cool concept. Yeah, I'm really interested to see where this goes with that. You know, um, PRS is just such a huge part of the whole Bloodshot mythos. The fact that we're now getting characters from the movie put in here, um, I think it's all cool. You know, I'm actually really optimistic to this. I, I feel like in the past... And this would not pertain to Valiant necessarily, but I, in the past, I have always hated when they've made things change based on movies because a lot of times I just like the comic book version more of anything than the movie version. So when a movie change happens, I, I usually am like, it's kind of stupid. That kind of sucks. Here, I'm like, I like those characters. I thought they were both good in the movie. Uh, if we can put them in the comic books and, and do something meaningful with them, I'm all for it. You know, there's the Valiant universe is small enough that you can you can bring people from the movie in it's not going to feel overcrowded so i'm totally cool with it let's see what they do with, with project writing spirit I, I are they going to explain like is there no more project omen then are they two different organizations i guess we'll just see yeah i mean there's lots of loose ends there to clean up too um i mean rampage is still running around somewhere um so whoever gets bloodshot there's lots of tools left around out there to be to be played with um so i think that's really cool you know, I, I'm curious if this um, if this direction was kind of you know, obviously pushed editorial, and it wasn't what Tim Seeley was talking about. You know, a year and a half ago when we talked to him when Bloodshot was starting, and he said he had two years worth. Um, is this a push direction in a different in different way that we didn't quite see or he didn't see coming um, that had to kind of be adjusted? But I think it is cool to get back into some of the original you know, continuity, hopefully. Um, I hope it's told in a way that makes sense and it works. And uh, we get, uh, we are getting Wiggins, we are getting KT. Um, and hopefully we get to see some more, more of all of that. Um, you know, I think this is the the outside of the, the free issue, uh, free comic book day. This is the first uh, on, on scene of Wiggins being talked about. And um, he was a fun character. And I hope we keep that wittiness in the comics somehow when that carries over. Yeah, I think that it's really cool. Like, one thing that I've really been curious about is how they're going to introduce Wiggins and KT. Um, and, um, yeah, Tibbs was a great character, too. I totally agree with that. Um, I was really curious how they were going to introduce them. And if they've already been working together, uh, Wiggins and KT, and then – we get them coming in because Wiggins is hacked into Bloodshot's nanites. That's awesome. And that also tells you like how many hackers are out there in the world and how many times have people hacked into Bloodshot's nanites? Not very many times. So that sets Wiggins apart as being a total badass behind a keyboard, right? Like, I mean, he the guy can do stuff that very few people in the entire world would be able to pull off. And we're seeing that immediately as he's introduced you know it's not it's not going to take us a long time to get to a point where we feel comfortable 
in him being a, a you know a very intelligent character. It's not going to take a while to show that. They're boom right off the bat showing that. Yeah. Idea, idea time. Uh-oh. The last ride we had, we had uh, um, Lula, Lulu, who was doing uh, Spylock, who's basically the new Spylock, right? Yeah, not Psylocke, as some idiot said. Psylocke, yeah. <laughs> Psylocke, yeah. Uh, the S is silent. Or P is, I don't know. Anyway, but have some Spylock there. And, uh, <laughs> and then we could look at having Axe, Wiggins, like have a battle between those dudes as hackers and then have Livewire show up in the middle of that. Oh my god. It could be some fun fun to be had there with those characters in there. They're what they do. So, I'm sure there has to be a thing within continuity where Wiggins and Axe meet up and there's there's some crap. So, that'd be fun. Oh, Scott saying he hopes there's the comic version of Tibbs. And as much as I agree, I don't think it's going to happen, bro. Unfortunately, as a as a guy I know would say, unfort. So I don't think we're gonna get that. But um, it's a cool idea, and it would be cool if it happened. But I'm really excited with what we are getting. Honestly, knowing that Wiggins and KT are coming into the into the books, it just makes me want to go watch the movie again. Yeah, totally agree with that. Um, but yeah, I mean, obviously, it's cool to look forward to what's coming next in. Uh, What's it called? Uh, One Last Shot? Yeah. Um, that's going to be cool to see how that plays out. Um, but yeah, talking about this issue that we got, number nine. I was thinking about it, and it's really hard for me to know exactly where I want to score this book. Um, as you guys know, I score Bloodshot books really high, and so I'm trying to compensate for that and, and like not over-hype it. Um, and I don't think that this was the best issue in Seeley's Bloodshot run. I think that um, some of the earlier issues were a little bit better, you know, so I don't want to score this as though it was the best thing that's ever come out. So I'm going to give it a four. I think a four out of five is a solid score. It still means it's a great book and definitely something that I would recommend to people. Um, you know, if somebody wants to know who Bloodshot is, what he's about, I think you could totally say, read the Tim Seeley run and you're going to be on board. You know, if you like action, if you like a you know badassery and guns and explosions and monsters, this is going to be the book for you. Um, I'm going to go about a three point five on this one. I think it's, it's a good story, but like it wasn't great. Um, I like the fact that we did take Bloodshot out of his like normal surrounding of doing, which is like black ops people and fighting giant monsters instead. You know, which is really neat. Um. But man, it's just a little bit confusing to me on some parts of it. But uh, I don't know, it's a good storyline, you know. So yeah, 3.5, it's solid, man. I, I uh, agree. It was a pretty solid book all the way around. Um, like I said, it was yeah, it was it was just weird. Uh, half the book, you were wondering how the heck did he do that? And then it tells you, <laughs> the so that was kind of nice. Explain, um, they explain it to you like you're an idiot if you read it, you know. Right. It is kind of, you know, I would say it was like villain mustache twirling. You know, I'm going to tell you my whole story, exactly how I did it. It's like, no, just choke the guy to death, Bloodshot. That's what you're about to do anyway. Um, like He broke his neck. Why? Why? Yeah. But why Why do you need to like, okay, here's exactly how I did it. Ha ha, I got you. I don't know. Just kill the guy. Um, <laughs> kind of his MO. Um, but it was still a fun book. And uh, 
but I think that's the lowest Eric's ever given a bloodshot book. And, um, you know, a four. I mean, most times it's always a five or 5.5. There must be a bigger fan somewhere. <laughs> and you know what? I mean, we're all going to feel his energy pop up at any moment. We're all going to coalesce to him. <laughs> right. Um, but I'm going to say, uh, I'm going to say like a 3.5 for me. Um, you know, again, it's good to have a bloodshot, good to have a bloodshot on the books. And, um, I want to see how this rising spirit plays out and see what we have the next arc, the next three issues. And then we're without bloodshot and we're waiting. Cause I mean, Harbinger's not till middle of summer. Yeah. I think EXO is going to come back in March. And what that means is that we've got. Now I'm struggling to remember what's coming out in December. Well, come on, man. There's only like two bucks from now until forever. It should be pretty easy to keep track of, right? I know. You would think. Um, but I hope that we get new number ones in January and February. Um, that's my, you know, fingers crossed um, hope is that we get. I love that Sean said exactly what I said. Sorry. I, I, I he, he, Yeah. Good job, Sean. Oh <laughs> uh, no! I get what you guys are saying about Bloodshot monologuing what happened. I think it makes sense. I didn't think that that was weird personally. It didn't jump out to me as a weird moment. It, it like I felt like it made sense for um because Nyx took over Bloodshot and Nyx like did exactly what he was trying to like supposedly helping bloodshot to stop from ever happening again. And so I feel like bloodshot needed to have that kind of jab at the end. Like, look how I outsmarted you, you know? So that's why it made sense to me, but couldn't yeah. that have worked with haha? You thought I was dead crack. No, no, <laughs> it needed, he needed the satisfaction of being like, I fucking got you. And here's how I did it. You know, you what? know? Done better, he could have just gave him the middle finger and then just right, <laughs> and then and then he could have just like you could have heard it, you know, him him narrate it saying, like, this guy's a fucking idiot, he doesn't deserve to know anymore, or he could have just started eating him because yeah. he needs protein. It's, it's it. true, he needs protein. I'm curious why we don't see Bloodshot do that more often, just like start eating the people he kills. Yes, why hell yes, okay, that's that's the, the edge they need to take him to cannibalistic nanite infused. Killing machine. I hope if we get a Vin Diesel bloodshot number two, we see him cannibalize somebody. Just rip someone's arm off and just start gnawing on it. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Oh yeah. Yep. Um down. Yeah, Scott's saying the visitor. We gotta get the visitor eventually. I'm sure that's gonna be coming next year. Um, but hopefully in January and February we get new number ones. March, I think we're going to get XL coming back. Um, and then, you know, it just depends on from there because what number ones are supposed to be coming still? Um, Final Witness. Shadow Man, Final Witness. Shadow Man, they, 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 they spoke a little bit about Archer and Armstrong, but that hasn't necessarily been full released. I remember Matthew uh, saying, I've seen things. I can't really say much, though. Uh, yeah. <laughs> 
But you know what? Here's the thing, man. And I want to say this one again. You know, if nothing else, I would love it if this happened. If 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 they're keeping things small now, and we know there's a bunch of books that they can put out, next year could be a great time just to do a big fucking launch of everything. You know, and make it grand and be like, hey, look, we're gonna we're gonna throw everything out there, and just see what works. You know, it would be great to see like all the big guns again next year. Putting. Put out in books. The next time, don't call it the year of heroes because I think they uh, spoiled uh, the year. <laughs> yeah, well, it's not like it was their fault that the, the entire plan was shut down in March. Yes, it is. <laughs> Blame Valiant for her for their marketing campaign. <laughs> the year of heroes. The the year of heroes that could have been. So yeah, but. It, that was- to you know I mean, you can't blame them yeah I, and i think like i don't know i just i just want things to come back full force as soon as possible and in my mind the way that makes sense to do that is what Valiant has done in the past which is to put out a new number one every month and build the lineup that way and I think that that would be a really good idea as we get into 2021. The world is kind of starting to a little bit get back to normal, hopefully. Um, you know, and, and and yeah, I would just love to see more books on the shelves. And uh, yeah, the big guns, the the big value names coming back, Shadow Man and the Harbinger, you know, Pete Stanchak. Um, I want to see Final Witness come out. Obviously, Exo Manowar needs to be on the shelves. You know, I mean, there's just so many awesome books that have been announced um, that we want to read. We want to read them. And I hope, and you know, one thing I hope, and this is kind of minor, but I hope people don't forget about the Witness that when it when or or the Visitor, the Visitor when it finally comes out, I hope people are still there waiting to read it. You know, because that book's been on hiatus. We're waiting for issues five and six. It has to have a reveal at the end. That has to be the only reason but, they could have not let it out with only a book or two left. But it has to come out, is my point. Yeah. You know, I feel like if, if Valiant doesn't put that out, that's a huge fail, you know? And that's just not that's not an acceptable thing to do, you know? you got to finish your work. So I hope they put out those two issues. Yeah, it, it's not good for the fans, too, that did get the yeah. first three issues to not have it seen through. So. Yeah. Because, I mean, that's just going to destroy a lot of faith, you know. If people yep. can't, you can't finish the miniseries, you know, I just don't know how I'm going to feel about everything else you put out there, you know. So just don't wait too long on that. That's my only thought. Makes sense. Agreed. Agreed. Well, I think we got a good issue of Bloodshot. Um, I'm, I'm stoked to see where the last arc of Tim Seeley's run goes and, you know, seeing these characters on the page that we got on the screen. Um, and I'm really excited to see the new shit, you know, uh, whether that's Savage or Ninjak or Shadow Man or the Harbinger, you know, I want, I want new stuff. Maybe the new shit could be their new, like, marketing slogan for 2021. Valiant, new shit. Sorted. Done. The new shit. The new shit. The new old shit. No. The dump. How is it I never got a job in marketing? <laughs> <laughs> well, a lot of reasons. Uh, a lot of things that cut me out of good schools. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I think we got Rye in a couple weeks or next week or something to 
getting closer to the end of Rye and uh, XO coming out on Thanksgiving. So hmm. oh. we, there will be more eventually. I think we get a, a month off of uh, Bloodshot too, though. Mm. No Bloodshot in November, just a Rye in November. Oh, man. That's the only book that's quite going on. Rye and XO in November, yeah. yeah. So so be ready for, uh, you know, rationing. Um, be rationing your comics well, guys. Just a couple pages a day, I guess, just to ration yeah. yourself. So uh, we'll be here to spoil it, right, Eric? You best believe. That's right. No, I'm 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 stoked to see what comes next. I think Rye's been one of the best books on the shelves for a while now. So really excited to you know see where that continues to go and um what what the next arc of Bloodshot brings and hopefully we start getting more books soon. But um I want to say thanks to uh you know obviously Sean and Scott hanging out in the chat with us. Um, and, um, anybody else watching or listening live or after the fact, we definitely appreciate you. Hopefully, um, you like the uh, content, uh, feel free to throw a like on the video, subscribe, hit that bell. So you get notified when we go live and you can join in the conversation. Um, we always try to make sure that we're having interesting conversations about the stuff that Valiant's doing. And every time we have the opportunity, we try to, um, you know, bring content, including creators from Valiant. Um, you know, we've talked with uh, Dan Abnett and Alejandro Arbona and, uh, you know, staff from Valiant itself. And, you know, hopefully we continue getting those opportunities and, you know, people stop by to um, add their voices to the conversation, get their questions answered. And uh, we'll see all of you guys next time. Uh, signing off, I am Eric Baumgard. I'm Josh Rathbun. And I'm Hoosier. And you guys all stay valiant.